Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK, WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks for checking out the series. As always, uh, please hit the subscribe button if you're not already a subscriber. I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Find us at all the usual spots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, and YouTube, where you all also find the video versions of this. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm talking with Harry Connick Jr. about his new record called Alone With My Faith. This is a, a set of Christian gospel songs, both uh, old and new, that he recorded as a source of, uh, of comfort during the pandemic. And we're going to get into what faith means to him in this setting, as well as recording songs, songs like the iconic Amazing Grace, like how do you approach that? 
as well as the long history of jazz and faith music. This is uh, this is two sides of the coin that uh, that uh, Harry has written throughout most of his career, going from jazz sounds to Christian-based songs. So I want to hear how that all plays out within this record. And then on the acting side, because of course he is a multi-hyphenate artist, uh, we're going to hear a little bit about his brand new movie called Fear of Rain. Uh, it co-stars with Katherine Heigl. Uh, it's a thriller about uh, hallucinations, like auditory and visual hallucinations. So let's get into this. We're discussing Alone With My Faith. It's Kyle Meredith with Harry Connick Jr. How you doing? I'm great. It's good to talk to you. Congratulations on this uh, on this new record. You've made uh, you've made your downtime worthwhile. It looks like. Well, you know, I think we all had downtime, and all of us felt the same thing after you know the first week or so. Like, what do we do? You know, uh, because for those of us fortunate enough to to have had the opportunity to stay at home, um, yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of time uh, that was you know previously going to be filled with something else. So, you know, I decided, among other things, to record some songs that felt um, not only appropriate for the for the time, but but songs that I actually needed to record like these these songs, some of which are are Christian gospel songs, but other ones are songs that I wrote. um, They just uh, gave me a sense of comfort because, as we all know, I mean, for months and months and months and even now, to a certain degree, you know, we, we really don't know what's going on. We, there's no finite end to this. Um, we've all had uh, friends and family members that have either gotten sick or died as a result of this. So it's it's been um, kind of a tragic shared experience. So I just wanted to, um, not only for, for myself, but, but for those people interested, make some music that maybe would give them some comfort. Yeah, and, and I love even the way the title kind of plays around. I mean, obviously, we know what alone means, you know, in in, in the uh, the quarantining sense. But the that whole statement, alone with my faith, is a very powerful statement. I mean, when you're thinking about, you know, the moment of prayer, like, what does faith mean in this setting for you? Well, to me, it's like... Um... It's like if you if you get a birthday present and um, let's say it's a blender and it stays in the box and you want to make a cake and you're too lazy to take the blender out of the box. So you kind of do everything by hand and you, you, you don't really take advantage of that gift. I, I think faith is a gift that was given to us by God to compel us to communicate with him, to help us feel connected. And if you are aware uh, that it's there. And if you choose to take advantage of it, it can be a very powerful thing. It can also be something that is questionable uh, and, and and anything in between. So so when I was singing about being alone with my faith, sometimes that was a great thing because even in this, this, uh, this the throes of uncertainty, I still felt a connection with God and, and a strong faith. And at the same time, sometimes I've, I felt lost, depressed, uncertain. I questioned my faith. Like I felt like the connection had been broken sometimes. And, and it, w- it, it was this kind of living being thing, uh, you know, this, this, this whole idea of faith. So, you know, we were quarantined, we were alone, but, but I was really never alone because I had this faith with me. And so that's kind of what that song is about and what the album's about. You get a lot of blenders uh, for presents. <laughs> <laughs> I must have if I if that was the, uh, the <laughs> <I made. laughs> 
there in that title track though i feel like uh maybe one of the most important lines on the record um as far as on your original tracks here and, and it's the line i know who i am uh, you repeat that and everything i feel like that's an important line i don't know i'll let you talk about that what, what does that say in this setting right here because again th- there's a lot of contemplation going on there is and it's funny how for me, and I'm sure you and a lot of other people feel this way too, we, we've had time to think about our lives in ways that we, we haven't really before. And, you know, do I know who I am in this context? You know, am I a person uh, of faith that can call upon that faith? And I know, I know that much about who I am and I know where I stand. I know what I believe. I may not always get there. I may fail sometimes uh, in my personal quest to you know, dot, 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 you know, be more patient, more loving, more understanding, more faithful, but I, but I know who I am. And that's, I I take a great deal of comfort in that, you know, and I was able to kind of look at that um, in, in ways that I couldn't really do before. That's that, that's that play on words again, that faith in yourself at the same time. Yeah. I I think you've mentioned maybe in a press release, the spectrum uh, of what faith means. So, yeah, it means a lot. I mean, some people may not have the issues of questioning their faith. You know, like I think about my dad, man, this this guy, his faith is so strong. I mean, it is strong. I mean, he he handles everything with such grace and dignity and he just knows what he believes. And I think I'm going to get there. Um, And we talk about the idea of our having free will and the ability to to question things. And, and he supports that. He calls me Thomas sometimes. He goes, how's my doubting Thomas doing? And I like that because I know he was there too at, at, at one point. So yeah, it's uh, faith is, is complex, something to, to, to learn and develop. That's for sure. You do tackle some, uh, some old classics, some old chestnuts here. Uh, Amazing Grace though, for something as iconic as that song, did you have anything specific that you wanted to bring to it? I mean, how, how do you approach something like that? I look at the lyrics and, and I, I, I think about them. Amazing grace. The first two words in the song, what does amazing mean? It's just something pretty special. What is grace? Well, then I start thinking about my definition of grace, the dictionary definition of grace, other people's definition of grace. And it's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. And then I start thinking about how sweet the sound well, is, is, it, is it being personified by a, a sound or is it the, the sound of the term amazing grace? What's so sweet, you know, and I think about that and you, and you study, you know, that saved a wretch like me. Well, did it save me? Am I saved? Am I a wretch? Of course I'm a wretch. And of course it saved me. You know, I once was lost. What does that mean? And, and I think about it and I spend a lot of time I'm driving or walking or exercising or whatever. And I, or thoughts will pop into my mind. And when I really feel like I'm starting to understand it, I'll start playing something that feels right at the time. And then the arrangement will build upon that. And that particular song is a little bit all over the place. It starts with just me and the piano. Then these, then the kind of rhythm comes in and one time signature, and then it goes to another time signature and background vocals come in and then a New Orleans section comes in. And as it was finished, as opposed to thinking this is all over the place, my rationalization is that so am I, so, so is everything that I am. And, and somehow it may not work for you because you don't know that context. But for me, it's like, that's, that's Harry, that's take it or leave it. It's, it's not perfect. 
it's it's flawed and 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 it's a little rambunctious. And that's how I how I do it for all of those songs. I think about what they mean and then I try to make music that presents a, a good uh, foundation for those lyrics. And some of my favorite moments on this record is really when those worlds collide. And I talk about, you know, the like the jazz world and and the uh, gospel world, Christian world, um, that old rugged cross, like the intro of that, like jazz and faith music have a long history together, but I feel like you're taking that to a different kind of level. What What's going on musically on that one? Hey, let, me, let me just say thank you, because that introduction means so much to me. And the fact that you noticed it, like really means a lot to me. I, I, I truly mean that. And, and here's why. I was trying to think... Um, I recorded Little Drummer Boy on a Christmas album years ago, and I wanted somebody who was an expert in Middle Eastern drumming to play this, this droning drum underneath. And he came in and he was an expert. I mean, he could tell you, you know, different regions of different areas. And I said, what would you play if you were a boy presenting a gift to a king? A, B, what would you do if you were me as a boy? So I don't want some expert, you know, perfect execution. I want it to be simple and from the perspective of a young boy presenting a gift to a king. So cut to now, let's say me and you are walking through the desert. I don't know what your beliefs are. You don't really know a lot about me, but we're both walking and we, we, we see in the distance a cross, a real cross used for crucifixion. We're 2000 years ago, by the way. And we get closer and we get closer. And whether you believe in Christ as the son of God or not, you know that this man died on this cross. You know it was a method of torture, a horrific method of torture that was commonplace back then. And, and what would that, what kind of kick in the gut would that be? It would be like walking into an execution chamber or seeing an electric chair or something like, like that feeling. And when you put that in a religious context, I have some chimes at home, like some orchestral chimes. And I just started beating this chime with like a, I don't know, I might have a shoe or something. I didn't even have a mallet, but I was just going ding, king. And then I started adding some synthesizers and some melodies that didn't have anything to do with Old Rugged Cross, but they had to do with what would I feel if I went, oh my gosh, what am I looking at right now? And I didn't want to sing it. I just wanted to. And so the introduction stopped and I played it. I went right to a traditional church setting, organ and piano. And then I felt ready to sing it. And when I sang it, it took me a few tries to get through because I was crying. I was saying like, I will, I will cling to this old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Like, man, like it just hit me. And so that's how that happened. It just, it's, it's, I'm not trying to make a hit. I'm just trying to make a song that feels something to me. And man, the fact that you mentioned that is make it you just totally made my day i mean it's like i said as far as music goes it uh, like avant-garde isn't the right word there but it gets into you know when i would think about like coltrane or you know miles experimental years like what they could have done with a song like that and it starts like that's what i start relating it to you know i'm that glad they didn't because you wouldn't have been talking about my version <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool stuff. I, I sort of want to bridge that over to your other life too, because you, there's a new movie fear of rain uh, that you're a part of too, um, which that gets into the, the, the thriller side of things, but that's where I started to see, like, I don't think I've ever heard you try any music towards that genre, but this seems like something that could veer off in that way. Is that, 
Oh, I, if they if if if, if Steven Spielberg said, "Look, I'm doing a thriller. I want you to score it." I, I I'm sign me up. I mean, I I you know the thing is, if you want to do soundtracks or or anything like that, that's like a real click that you have to actively seek out. And I just haven't. Um, but oh, I would love to do that. I just I love the idea of doing soundtracks because to me that that rugged cross intro is something that feels cinematic to me. I'm trying to show you what I'm feeling as opposed to just have you hear it i i should i should mention that too i'm a the fear of rain that uh, is that out already or is it coming yeah, out it came out a couple weeks ago yeah yeah that, that looks like a cool little project for you too i mean you've yeah i play the father of a girl who's suffering with schizophrenia and it's it's kind of posed as a as a thriller um and it is but it also i think really accurately shows uh, the suffering that a lot of folks with uh, auditory and visual hallucinations as a result of schizophrenia go through. And it's it's heavy stuff. Katherine Heigl plays my wife and this incredible young actress named Madison Eisman plays uh, my daughter. And it was, it was a terrific experience. Uh, what else is on the horizon for you this year? I mean, uh, again, Alone With My Face, it, it's a very powerful record. You've got the movie. Do you know what's coming up next? Can you Are you able to kind of see that? There's a lot of stuff that I'm working on that I can't really talk about because it's kind of in the in the beginning stages. But there's television stuff and film stuff and uh, there's theater stuff. Hopefully I would love to, you know, get back on the road. I'm in no rush because I realized that, you know, I need to wait my turn to get the vaccine and make sure that everybody, you know, gets back on the right track. But, you know, touring will be part of that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. That's for sure. Oh, you're always uh, staying busy, and uh, and we we're we're entertained uh, for it, and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, Harry, this is a really powerful record. Thank you so much for doing along with my faith, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it today too. It's been really nice. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, the last time that Harry and I spoke was all the way back in 2015. He had just released his brand new record called "That Would Be Me," and he and I got to talk about how the uh, the Newtown shootings became the inspiration for one of the songs and his own relevancy in the pop market. Another great interview, part two of Kyle Meredith with Harry Connick Jr. That's good to talk to you, too. Well, I, I know it's been a really busy time for you. In fact, uh, even just judging by your Twitter um, posts, what I'm guessing is your life at this point is just a series of games that you have to miss seeing the Saints. Oh, man. <laughs> it's rough. It's a hard I mean, it is, it is rough. I mean, that... that when I do American Idol, when we do the judging, this year it's been on the weekends, right? So we go in for Saturday and we're there for, I don't know, six, eight hours. Go in for Sunday, six, eight hours. And man, it is, it's a terrible thing to admit, but I have to, you know, sit up there and, and focus while my game is going on. It's awful. It's torture. <laughs> it's, and I can't watch. I mean, I love doing American Idol. I just wish it weren't right at the same time the Saints, Saints game is. Right. It's just uh, so, so I have to usually TV or watch a little bit later. I think that's what we call first world problems. Exactly. It could be worse, man. It could be a lot, be worse. A lot worse. No, seriously, though, with, with everything that you've got going on, how is it that you actually found time to do this record? Like, there must be an, an insane amount of scheduling that has to go into, like, setting time aside to write and then record, especially when there's travel involved, as you did. Yeah, you're right. I mean, half of it was in Nashville and half of it was in London. And, and it's funny. I mean, a lot of the songs were written either in the studio or at my hotel the night before I went in the studio. So the, the songwriting part goes relatively quickly. The recording part, yeah, it takes, takes a little while. But because I wasn't producing, mm -hmm. that it, it was 
you know, I, I was very involved in the recording process, but then I would just listen to the mixes and make suggestions after. So yeah, it takes a lot of scheduling to carve out a week here, a week there. But, um, you know, fortunately I have a, a great manager who I've been with for 30 years who, who's good at that kind of stuff, among other things. Yeah. Do you, do you find that your, your writing takes any hits or, or becomes harder to do uh, w- when you are in these mo- moments in your life when you have to, like so much going on? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it does, but I'm sure whatever I'm writing about is a direct result of stuff that happens or has happened to me. But, but I don't know how it manifests itself in the writing. Like, do I get creatively in a, in a slump? Uh, since I'm not writing every day of the year, no. Usually I kind of try to save it up and I don't write until it's time to do a record. And then it all comes out like floodgates were just open. <laughs> but I don't know how, how I know my life affects my writing. I just, I'm just not sure how, yeah. other than, you know, specific references I make to things that I've experienced. Yeah. I, I know the perception on the outside is, you know, you're in a time where it looks like a very good life. And I know the perceptions can be, uh, you know, more that we, we build them up more than they are, especially when we're looking at a star's life and everything. But, you know, when I look around, I was like, you've got a really great record. You've got a life on TV. You've been doing movies. It's like, where's the heartache, man? How are you supposed to be an artist without heartache? You know? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, I don't think there's a person on this planet that has a life without heartache or pain. Um you know, I'm not the type of person that chooses to broadcast things that cause me great pain. Sometimes they are evident in songs that I do. I mean, there's songs on this record that are some of the most heartbreaking topics I've ever sung about. Um, so it's, uh, you know, one of the songs called Do You Really Need Her was written about um, a friend of mine who whose daughter was killed at the Newtown shooting. Um, doesn't get more heartbreaking than that. So... I think if you are interested enough to take a closer look, you'll see a, a spectrum of emotion in, in the songs, yeah. uh, from great joy to great pain. And, and uh, I think that's I'm lucky to be an artist where I can I can use music as a way to to talk about those things. Yeah, that that song specifically. How did you approach that? Because what a sensitive subject and what a completely heartbreaking subject. I mean, I, I don't think there's a word in the English language language. Uh, as far as how heartbreaking that moment was, like how did you well, use that to put that into a song? Well, I was sitting in the room with my buddy Egg over there in London, and and we were talking about the the the, the tragedy and senselessness of that event, and I was thinking how differently I would have reacted than my friend Jimmy, whose daughter it was. He accepted it with incredible grace and faith. Um, and I was saying, I think I would have yelled at, at God for taking her from me. Um, and I, I, because Jimmy said on the day that she died, he said that, you know, God needed her, um, now. And I, I just was fascinated by how he could find that type of strength in such a time of tragedy. And so it's about a guy who re- would have reacted differently. And it's basically a guy who's angry with God saying, did you really need her? Now, most people would say God doesn't kill people. Well, that That's not what the song's about. It's about a guy who's angry with God for his current situation, right or wrong. That's his sort of knee jerk reaction. And, and that's how the song uh, came about. 
Yeah. Has your friend heard the song? He has. It was it was very difficult for me to sort of tell him that that's what I wanted to do and ask him his permission to put it on the record and also ask him if it was okay to talk about it. And he was okay with everything. He uh, He's an extremely open, honest guy. And I think anything that will bring light to his his daughter's memory, um, he 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 uh, embraces as well as well as his wife Nelva, and so they you know they were very appreciative and and uh, I, I'm just honored to call this guy my friend to be honest with you. Yeah, that's 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 a beautiful story uh, to go along with the beautiful song too. Thank you. Um, and, and and trying to get out of the darkness, there's plenty of lightness on this record. I don't want to make it seem like it's a dark record. In fact, uh, three of my favorites, uh, You Don't Need a Man, um, Where Prisoners Drown, which has got that great odd time signature thing going on. <laughs> Thank, thanks for noticing that. Yeah, and then Right Where It Hurts, which is like the word I have down here is spastastic. Like that. <laughs> what did you call it? Spastastic. You know, that, that song probably wasn't going to go on the record. And that was one of my favorite tunes. It's just a, it's just a, it's like a combination of like Mardi Gras and, and disco somehow. It's just, it's, it's hard to describe. And, uh, I just, I had so much fun. We laughed so hard making that song, me, me and egg over in England that I, I, I really wanted it to be on there. So it's, that's actually one of my favorites too. Yeah, it's great. And, and I'll tell you to, to be honest, you know, when you look at an artist and big things start happening, like, so you land on American Idol and you start wondering how this will affect, you know, we start wondering how this will affect your career. If like, oh, is he going to have to play it safer now that he's speaking to a bigger audience or something like that? And then I hear a song like that and I was like, no, dude's still doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And, you know, man, I think ultimately that's what we all want, right? I mean, we, we, we all have responsibilities, but there's no greater feeling than getting up in the morning and, and, and realizing that I, I have music to make and I'm just lucky to be able to do it. I mean, that's the bottom line. And no matter what happens, good or bad, you know, successful or unsuccessful, as long as I have the chance to go in and, and keep playing, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> well, I think you had a great shot of success at the uh, the gates from this one. In fact, you know, you've, you've talked about your producers, and I know it's been already been talked about a lot with Egg White and Butch Walker, but these are two guys that, like, they live in the land of hits, you know, that, that's, that's what right. exists. And with you on, you know, doing American Idol as, as your other job, you know, it, it would seem like the trick is to go in there and still make sure that you are yourself and that you're not getting sucked up into, you know, what, whatever world. Uh, oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And, and even, even they understand that. Like, there's certain things I won't do, right? Like, I don't believe in auto-tuning my voice. I think auto-tune is great for certain kinds of music, but I won't do it. That's what they, they do that all the time. And I said, look, we're not going to do that. When I went to play piano, I play certain things that they might have originally thought, oh, wait, 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 that, that may not be right for the song. But then they realized, wait, this is Harry. This is what he does. It's impossible at this point in my life for me to be swayed by trend. I'm just not interested. I mean, I've, I've been around too long. I have my own style. Um, I love new things that are coming out, but you're not going to get me in the studio doing stuff for the sake of being different. Yeah. Um, it's going to be stuff that I'm, that I want to do. That's, that's different for me, but I'm not going to try to chase top 40 songs. That's just not, not who I am. Yeah. With that said, and, and I probably know the answer given what you just said, but you know, when I looked at the song trying to matter, I started to wonder if that was a relevancy question, you know, it, it's really interesting. You say that, um, uh, 
you know, I, I've never tried to matter I, with regard to like my career being relevant. That's never actually crossed my mind. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just stupid. But that song title yeah. was said to me. I was on the set of Dolphin Tale, the movie, yeah. and Chris Christopherson. You, you know the film? Oh, we, yeah, we've seen it many, many times. Both of them. <laughs> and Chris Christopherson, who plays my dad, came up to me on set one day, and we were talking. I said, "Chris, how you doing today?" He says, "Oh, I'm just sitting here trying to matter." And I kept that in the back of my mind as a great title and nothing else. Um, and it's actually about a guy who ends up alone because all he wants is to matter to someone else without realizing that um, they have to matter to him too. Um, and it was purely based off that phrase that Chris said. So it's, it's not autobiographical by any means, but fun song to do uh and, and and actually that's that's a nice segue right here you know a, a man a master of country you know uh, listening and reading and, and learning that uh i do like we do started as a country song but jay knowles who is his own master of country uh songwriting like that how how do you make a song like that your own because from what i get you know it starts as this country thing and you insert your own inflection does that come naturally for you or do you have to say that can't be a country song that's got to be this other thing no, no, I mean, it, it came to me as a country song for sure. Um, and I listened to it and looked at the lyrics just as lyrics as opposed to, you know, with a, a beat behind them or, or melody or groove. And, and uh, I just liked what the lyrics said. And so I have no problem singing it like me. I have a big problem. I, I, I say this on Idol when I'm doing the auditions probably 10 times a day. You'll hear somebody that's from Minnesota come in and, uh, oh, I'm really glad to be here. And then they start singing in this real country when they sing. And I don't understand why people do that. I mean, it, if you're from Minnesota, sing like you're from Minnesota. Like, it's okay. So, I, you know, I don't, I have an accent, I guess. That people tell me it's a New Orleans accent, but I don't try to sing country. I just sing like I sing. And the song came out like, like it, it came out. So I'm not thinking of it really as I got to do a country song. I just did a tune. Now, Butch is country. I mean, but he's also pop. And that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a kind of a country pop tune. And, and um, it also sounds like a guy sitting on his back porch playing guitar, which is kind of what Butch does. Like, he, he's a just a down-home country boy. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like when you listen to the song, it's just, it sounds like that. So we weren't trying to be anything. We just kind of... It just kind of happened. Yeah, it, it, it's a great song, and I think what it proved to me was uh, kind of what you're getting at too. It, it's not that it's not that genre makes its song. It's it's the exactly song, you know, and and people put so much stock into genre. I mean, you look at the uh, Taylor Swift Ryan Adams thing that's happening right now. Something that people would have written off as a pop thing if they weren't a fan of that. Ryan shows I can do the same songs in the style you like, and you'll still love it. You know, it's... Well, that's a testament to the song, too. I mean, you, you know, you, you've heard great singers, you know, over the years singing songs that were presented in different ways. And like the song, uh, Love's Been Good to Me, like you can listen to Johnny Cash sing it, and it sounds like a country tune. You listen to Frank Sinatra singing, it sounds like a, like a Frank tune. Yeah. And that's a testament to the, like I could rearrange a song and sing it with a trio, and it would be just as good it's just a great song yeah it's certainly and and also big ups that you use the watson twins in the background vocals they're uh, louisville girls they're from man I, let me tell you these these ladies came in there and they're they're incredible butch said i got an idea for some background singers and these two tall beautiful women walked in and and got in front of the mic and i said golly man 
where'd you find them? He says, oh, no, I've worked with them all the time. They, they, they're t- tremendous. They couldn't be nicer. And uh, I was just thrilled to be in the studio when they were doing that. Yeah, we love them to death. We get a long history. Uh, that Would Be Me is a fantastic record, and I want to congratulate you, and I want to thank you uh, for putting it out into the world and, and still doing what you're doing. And congratulations on the uh, the daytime talk show, too. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's, it's a very blessed time for me. And, and, and let me just thank you uh, for not only supporting the record, but for getting it out there to all those listeners, man. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a great feeling as an artist to put a new record out and uh, it would mean nothing if, if, if it weren't getting played and people didn't hear it. So thanks to you and your listeners. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited about it too, Harry. Have yourself a great day and we hope to see you around the Louisville parts again soon. For sure, man. Thanks so much. And my thanks to Harry Connick Jr. Again, the brand new record is called Alone With My Faith. Thanks to you for checking out this episode. Please do hit that subscribe button. Uh, Again, wherever you like to get your podcasts from, if that's Spotify or Apple Podcast, Acast Podchaser, or YouTube, where, again, you can find the video version of this interview right here. Uh, Three new interviews every single week. Would love to have you as a subscriber. And then after that... Head over to WFPK.org if you're into music, if you want to hear some great music. I do a show, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's a a one-hour thing. It's song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, and a whole lot of fun. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I hope you like and follow along there and say hi when you do. There's also a TikTok at KyleMeredith81. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. You got a Jack Kerouac poster in the back. That makes up for a lot. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris. The list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.